Hi and welcome back. This is Garma and you are listening to the Garma Star show. In this podcast I talk to various sports personalities, coaches and experts who are trailblazers in their fields to get answers about the psychology in sports, the importance of mental health and how it affects performance on the field and generally in life. Well, in today's episode I have with me Arman Ibrahim. a race car driver who became the national champion at 14 and the world's youngest driver in A1 GP at 16 he became the youngest driver ever to participate in the GP2 Asia Championship where he finished in the top 10 arman became the first asian to get a podium finish in the F2 championship at circuit de valencia the F2 website voted arman the driver with the best race form His average showed that he overtook 8 cars per race. Arman started with karting then moved on to a successful stint in Formula LGB. Then came Formula BMW Asia. He won the glory of representing Team India at the A1 Grand Prix Championship. He has driven in the British Formula Renault Championship and in Formula V6 Asia where he bagged 5 race wins. Post his single seater stint he moved on to sports cars representing brands such as BMW and then Lamborghini with the Lamborghini he won the 2016 Super Trofeo championship in class across the checkered flag arman has taken the racing world by storm both nationally and internationally thanks for joining me arman great to have you on my show hi garima pleasure being here thanks for having me Okay so tell me to begin with what have been your learnings from the racing track I mean you learn so much as you know I mean every time you get on track you learn uh you learn something new every lap that you that 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 you go around the circuit on you learn something about the car you learn something about you know the surface you learn something about the circuit itself uh in in every aspect of motorsport right but then again um you know obviously at a young at a very young age uh, you know what it does is for kids uh, you know what it does is it teaches you self confidence it teaches you how to be a team player it teaches you how to go out on your own uh, and fend for yourself uh, you know because one it is a team sport but two once you leave the pit lane it's you and the vehicle uh, you know alone uh, so so the different aspects to the sport but uh, but in the end you have to build that pyramid all all together and build an ecosystem around you so it, it teaches you that teaches you that at a very young age um and you kind of become an adult very soon when you when you when you take this as a profession like other like other you know uh, professional athletes i would say uh, you know uh but uh, but motorsport motorsport in india especially is is it's such a so unique that uh it it, it isn't it you know it at least it, it hasn't been a mainstream sport so the um, you know it it requires a lot more effort in terms of what you need to do to try and get your get, to put yourself out there um you know when when you when especially when you start racing abroad you need to go start meeting you know hundreds of companies try and get your budgets together try to explain to them what they actually gain out of you know sponsoring someone like you as an athlete in, in the field of motorsports so uh, again it teaches you again the marketing side of things and how to you know kind of portray yourself out there and try to you know try to try to try to sell uh you as a brand so again that's something else that 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 it is as a very young age so you know when you add all these things together once you grow up and actually no matter it doesn't matter what you, what else you do in your life after that even if um, you do become a professional motorsport i mean motorsport athlete or if you take up something else 
all these learnings actually help you as a uh, you know um, become a young adult and then become a professional in whatever field you choose no fabulous i mean definitely there are so many uh, things we end up learning from the track the confidence yeah, your, right. your marketing skills and and so much yeah. more you've spoken about tell me um, the formula 2 website you know had voted you the driver with the best race form you know so how did you train yourself to, uh, to reach such high fitness levels and you know what was your gym routine like um i mean as you go up the ranks obviously it gets a lot more strenuous you know the cars get bigger so the you know g forces are a lot more so it requires a lot of attention uh, physically to your body but also as you work on yourself physically it's also as important to apply yourself mentally as well uh, as well uh, and sometimes it's not that easy to get the right balance so for you to understand that you know the mental side of things is as important as the physical as well because for me as a kid growing up i mean you know, luckily i got introduced to a good trainer at a very young age and you know he kept me on the ball plus also i was thrown to the deep end when i had to do a1 grand prix when when i was 16 when mm-hmm. all i was racing was you know from a bmw uh, so which is a 150 bhp car and then getting thrown to a car that was 550 horsepower uh, it was quite a huge jump you know uh, when uh, when i was 16 so immediately the the whole fitness routine had to change and the strength had to come in um so since then i kind of uh you know kept that kept that level going uh, right up right up until i got to formula 2 but i mean in between there was a little wake up call in one race i think in sapang where it was physically very demanding and that's when i again had to go and acceleration accelerate you know just go to another level again and say that no you cannot find yourself in this position where you are getting tired because again um you know every lap like i like i mentioned earlier counts and you know the results can 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 go beside you by the flash of a pan you know um, so you can't let opportunities go in motorsport so you know so again that was a wake up call and uh, and you just had to work much harder so again so i took my took my routine very seriously after that and uh, you know once after, after that point i never really felt it difficult to to drive a race car physically i mean at least i was always on top of that but i think that's when i started to realize also it's not you can't just go to the, and spend you know multiple multiple hours in the gym six days a week you also got to work on the mental side because it's yeah. you have such a limited time on track absolutely uh, it's how you it's how you apply yourself uh in that limited time you know and that's what generates the results so totally. it, it, you both go hand in hand both go hand in hand and it's how you balance it out and, and figure out which which part of which part of your body or mind or your body needs more needs more work on you know <laughs> and, totally and totally Absolutely. So, yeah. were, were there any, you know, mental training exercises uh, mm. that that you were specifically doing? You remember something which you like to share? I mean, again, there there were there were different. Uh, sorry, there were different exercises that that I, I I always feel, especially on the mental side, uh, it works different ways for different people, right? There are different routines or different exercises work for for individuals, various individuals. what help what worked for me and evolved over time you know the, in the beginning of my career was um a sort of meditation that would that would follow with you know certain patterns which would happen every morning and that would kind of get the switch on you know and and also keep me calm but as the years went on it went on a different start, different different ways to get your you know to get the mental balance going to get your concentration levels uh, focused on a certain aspect that that you're going to be that you're going to be focused on a certain event that you're going to so it could be even just you know wearing your overalls and uh, your your whole gear going to a dark room with a you know with your laptop screen on watching an onboard video 
but uh, using you know like a steering wheel with had with had with had which had uh, a weight attached to it uh, so you're working out so you're under the pressure you know your your muscles are working but you're focusing on your onboard video on, or someone else's for the next track that you're going to race on or drive on so you're sitting there for 40 minutes and, and you're sweating and then everything's going on because you're sitting in a you know in a hot room so you're simulating that whole process but it's on your real time your own video of sort so Uh, it's easy to drive a simulator because at least then you're doing something and you you know you, yeah. you, you concentrate. But here, when you're watching a video, to concentrate on that for forty minutes takes a lot of effort, right? Because you can easily um, just sit back, sit back, and relax yeah. and, and and get distracted. So that I, I feel towards the later, later part of my career, that really that that routine really helped a lot, uh, and that you know that got a lot of uh, focus into uh, my my preparation for an upcoming event. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. You know, I mean, um, Simone Biles. You know, this um, American gymnast uh, who had won uh, seven Olympic medals. Uh, you know, she made news during Tokyo Olympics uh, for standing up for mental health. You know, amongst uh, athletes, and you know, she had said yeah. uh, that uh, people don't understand that athletes also have anxiety. They do break down, oh, and uh, in fact. Um, uh you know indian uh, sports uh, psychologist chaitanya shridhar um you know she, he had mentioned that mental health is pretty neglected in indian sports you know and it it swept you know under the carpet so training but i in fact i think mental side as you said uh it accounts for the larger part of the game and i i very firmly believe that you know most of the times people they succeed not because they are just working hard but you know you also need the correct mindset What, what what do you have to say on this yeah. I, yeah when i'm training kids when i'm training kids now as well i you know quantify it as 70 30 and 70 being towards mental and then 30 being towards the physical part you know because yeah. i mean you can be you mean you can be super fit but if you're mentally not there you can drain yourself physically because you you know you're mentally overworking yourself so you know and and if you can't apply yourself then there's no point being for this drive on grid but so I, it does go hand in hand but i i do feel especially you know in sport like this i i qualify as 7030 but again i am coming to your first part of your of your of, of the point that you brought up in, with with indian you know sports and the focus being on the medal side i think that has changed in the last decade it it's uh, yes i think over yes. the i think over the last decade there's been a lot more focus on the on, on the approach and you know, the mental aspect of the game and you can watch any i mean any any different field of of sports basically whether it's athletics cricket football whatever it may be more sport you always have a sports psychologist you always have you know the mental trainer who's there with the athletes there with the team yeah um, that makes so much of a and, difference and, yeah and it does and it does again because in a team sport it has to bring people together it's not about one person shining in an individual sport is sport making sure that peak performance comes at the right time and also you know it's taxing when you're when you're when you're competing for 10 months of the year so again getting that cool down time keeping the focus going and, and so many other things as well because we all have personal lives and what goes on in that how that, that sh- how that shouldn't affect us you know when we're performing but it's the same it's the same way when for oh, i think even working professionals you know again which is why I think even companies and uh, you know conglomerates now have uh, now have it necessary that they have to go and you know visit the mental coach or whatnot to perform well in in business as well you know yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so it's it I think it's just uh, it's just the way the world has become and also as we get more educated and more and and uh, you know um, as we're exposed to more to 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 more things in life but uh, we we've just realized that. Uh, and obviously we've realized a little later than everyone else but but i i would say in the last decade 
uh, we have for a lot things of things have changed too. definitely yeah, exactly. for the better yeah. yes yes so uh, yeah i mean uh, many athletes you know they have some fixed rituals or you know set of things that they do before the start of the game you know it's basically to uh, get the mind ready to get in the zone and all the stuff so do you also have any fixed rituals that you follow before the start of any race I mean, it's been a while since I've raced a car, to be honest. But uh, obviously, uh, obviously, there were different rituals that 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 again kept changing or evolving through the years. Okay. Uh, like I said, I mean, in, I mean, there was a certain one of I mean, I would meditate in the morning at at one stage where there were different breathing patterns, so you you kind of visualize what you're going to do. But then that evolved into you know, just maybe going for a run in the morning just to open up, free up, but you're, but you're still thinking about what you want to do, and then. um and you do a couple of again breathing exercises that just get you zoned in but then you can't just be focused the whole day you need to let yourself relax as well and then that's when you that's and, and that's when you know when to switch on at the right time mm. because if if what what what's one, one thing i learned is if you're intense throughout the day because again in, in a sport like more in more sport sport you have long days right yeah. uh, you know you might have a session in the morning uh nothing till the afternoon and then, uh, and then a session in the afternoon and one in the evening or just or then nothing in the nothing the whole day till the afternoon and then one in the evening so how do you keep that uh, how do you keep that zone going so right you right. always have to be able to you always have to be able to zone out and then come back in um, um come back in at the right time you know and make it count yeah. because mm-hmm. if you stay you know tunnel vision and you stay you know kind of closed and poke i mean keep your your you might working right through the whole day you're going to, it's going to get tired and then when you have to when you have to perform you suddenly find it wavering you know right um, yeah so so that's one thing i learned where you know depending on how your schedule is and how your day is plan that and also plan on how when to relax and when to let just random thoughts come in and because they because then when you have to apply yourself uh everything gets shut out you know totally i totally get you yes so mm. Tell me, Arman. So, what's the best piece of advice that somebody has ever given to you? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, best piece of advice. I've so much advice that I've given over the years. Isn't it? I mean, it's. Uh, uh, but I guess the best thing would be to to just to just be you and do you, and not trying to be something that you know. You try, you know. I mean, no, uh, you don't want to try and be someone else. You want to do what works best for you, and and that brings out the best of yours, um, best of your abilities, always. Yeah, be be the best version of yourself. Yeah, totally fantastic. Okay, uh, so I had read uh, somewhere where it was mentioned that you know you live your life as if uh, the track marshal is just about to flag off the starting grid, <laughs> always ready for the challenge. So, so how do you and what do you do to keep yourself motivated? I mean, do you, do you read books, uh, listen to podcasts? The regular dose of motivation is just to. Uh, keep finding new things to do in life, I guess, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and keep it going. Try to evolve with 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 the times, and try to see what the next challenges, or try to. I mean, right now the the whole motivation is trying, you know, like I said, make motorsport mainstream, and you know, trying to trying to bridge the gap and trying to make us on the same put us on the same platform as anywhere else in the world. Uh, but I mean. but there's still always a motivation or a drive to get in a car and, and you know that that I, I don't think that that light is a, that has ever left mm. um and but it's yeah it's all about finding new challenges it's all about keeping on your toes and 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 finding new things to do no um, that's fabulous that's you know, fabulous yeah. in fact and, and but, yeah. but but sorry like you said yeah i mean obviously through the years you do i mean i do read a lot i have read a lot on 
or the autobiographies and you know engineering books and what not because again it's you you you've seen you know people who who've done really well in the sport who've not done so well but also how how they've done one about things you want to understand that as well as you're creating your own path in your journey totally. uh, and yeah so obviously that's part of it yeah absolutely absolutely so tell me you know your first um, i remember your first um, international race uh, you know happened to be a solo trip to malaysia uh, and you were just 13 <laughs> 13 years old it must have been quite an experience for you i'm sure so tell me if if you if you could meet your younger self who is striving to be where you are today so what will be yeah. that one piece of advice that you like to give to him so my younger you know, <laughs> the first the first two years when i started i had no fear whatsoever and i just took you know one thing at a time but as i got more conscious about you know again um the brand sponsors this and that um you know for couple, for a couple of years i got very quite safe uh, as i'd say you know so i would tell that side of myself you know the the, the yeah. one that got a, that that one that got a bit uh, uh yeah yeah with complicit basically they're a bit aware of the surroundings i'll tell i'll tell that first that part of myself to just be a little more free okay. uh, the, the, yeah. the, the 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 first the first two years of my of of of, of when i started my motorsport career i, I was i was i mean carefree nice. <laughs> um so i i would leave that part of uh, the same is it's, it's like i'd say like i'm uh, like i mentioned it's it's the one after that for, for a year or two where i got very aware of what's going on and i i would, I would tell that that part of my myself to you know that go <laughs> great great so i i think that's a that's an important one yeah that those uh, external yeah. distractions and you know the external pressure the stresses and all the stuff i'm sure they start uh, creeping up so yeah how to deal with all that and uh, you know get over that kind of um, and stay focused uh, on your yeah. uh, you know sport it's So you know, success came very early to you, but I'm sure you had your own set of challenges also in your journey. So, how did you overcome those challenges? I think I think any sporting journey or any journey in nowadays life, whatever profession, you always have challenges and ups and downs. It's not always going to be smooth sailing. But again, it's 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 I guess one is your self belief in yourself uh, to push on, to move on, to 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 try and. You know, strive towards what you believe in. Uh, that will overcome whatever hurdles that come your way. Because even if it might delay you, you will still find a way to get. The hard work will still, you know, uh, come through and help you find find your way. Uh, but also, you need to build a good support system in terms of friends and family who you have around you. You can always turn back on. <coughs> so, um, uh, and and yeah, you and and you just keep marching on forward. You don't let. you know little hurdles or little hiccups pull you back and 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 stop you from am doing what you love totally i mean to have that kind of a, you know mindset where um, uh, you just rise above all that and you know uh, become resilient and you know just uh, yeah. move on whenever one faces adversity or any challenge i'm sure yes fantastic so can you also talk about you know the different formats of races that you have participated in and you know how do they differ from each other you know how is uh, that you know, the gp2 asia series how is that different uh, than f1 so, so so there are quite a few i mean again like you mentioned there's you know karting and the, the national championship in india was from the gp and then going to form, they going then going to follow bmw in asia that was a big change because uh, the first time racing abroad so different circuits uh wing cars with wings and slick tires and what not because at that time in india india didn't have any of that now we do 
But you know, going to that scenario, then from there going to A1, which is again your racing against six Formula One drivers. When my my when my CV read national champion 2004-2005 from a BMW and A1 Grand Prix, whereas the others are racing against George Verstappen who had driven 200 Grand Prix. So you know, it, 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 you you look at that, you're like, oh, what am I doing here? But then you kind of throw all out of the window because on track everyone's the same. You know? so uh, you just. Uh, you know, adapting to these different scenarios that you've been thrown into, but in the end, it's a car with four wheels with an engine, and you just have to drive the hell out of it and try to and try to go as fast as you can, right? So when you come when fast forward and you come to GP2 or F2, which was the FIA certified series uh, support series to Formula One, um, basically that that is the stepping stone to Formula One. That is the the, the feeder series to Formula One, basically. So the the format is a bit different. Actually, Formula One's coming towards Formula Two's format, as you can see. They're running the sprint races and then the main race uh, in a few week and a few in a few Grand Prix weekends. Whereas in Formula Two, they run that every weekend, where there's practice, qualifying, a sprint race, and a feature race, uh, the main race. Um, you know, so it's just. <laughs> Basically, we do less weekends. We do about seven to ten weekends, so it's about twenty races rather than doing twenty weekends. It's it's about keeping budgets also, you know, kind of controlled and uh, rather than just going crazy with that. Uh, but but there's that, and then from there you move to sports cars where we race in GT3. Uh, you know, where I drove for BMW and then for Lamborghini. So there it's different because you share one car with another driver. So it's again working as a team. Um, and, you know, trying to share the data and everything and trying to make sure that the car itself and the two of you are very close pace-wise and so you all can get the ultimate result, basically, yeah. then at the end of the weekend. So it's really interesting to have all the different formats, but in the end, it comes down to just getting the car and being as fast as you can and, and bringing it home at the end of the race, you know. Fabulous. Absolutely, absolutely. You're bang on, right? Okay, cool. So uh, tell me, uh, Arman, you've been driving for four years for Lamborghini's uh, Super Trophy, and uh, so how is the experience like to be driving such a highly powered car? And what are the car specs and modifications that you've made uh, that, that are made in it? So no, this is a built-up race car. It's not a convert. Yeah. It's not a road car that you converted. The, the Super Trophy, like the GT3, they're both very similar. Uh, it's just that the Super Trophy runs in a single make championship and we race a GT3 with multiple other manufacturers, same car essentially. Uh, so yeah, it's a built-up race car. It, it, has a, it has the original Huracan engine, which pulls out 620 horsepower, wow. but it's a sequential race gearbox. Uh, the whole shell is, the whole chassis, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a full race frame. Uh, and it's only the shell that re resembles the road car. You know, everything else, the dimensions are, are quite different, really. Uh, but again, to drive it was awesome. They built a really good race car. As you can see, the results have been phenomenal. Uh, we, in the first year itself, in 2015, we finished second in the championship. Uh, and then in 16, we actually ended up winning it at the last town in Valencia. It was a very good year. We had you know, a lot of pace that year. But since then, I moved. after I moved to another team, I, I ran with a, a young junior driver. So I was you know, kind of coaching and you know, racing with him. So, and then I drove with a with a young girl who was coming up after that towards the end of that year, so it was merely basically after I was, from 2016 onwards I was in the Lamborghini uh, Squadra Cross Junior Driver Program. Mm. Uh, so I would drive with you know the other young drivers coming up or you know with the with the Lamborghini customers you know uh, in the Squadra Cross Program. So we would be more of a coach and a driver co-driver of sorts. Uh, <clears throat> so 17 was that, and then 2018. 
uh, it was actually an all Indian lineup where, where you know, uh, 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 Anand Tradi who was racing in India, who who won who won quite a few championships here, and we put a deal together. We had been talking for a while, uh, and we put a deal together, and we did about three we did three three race weekends uh, in 2018, and we went to the very small. Uh, unit, you know, uh, I put together a package where we lease a car, we uh, uh, got mechanics and engineer and an engineer at, at the very last minute. But we straight up in our first race, we qualified third or second, you know. So, uh, and we did the same, we repeated the same thing the next round. So that showed a lot of potential. And I had a very successful time with Lamborghini because, again, for the four years, I think every year we had a race win and, and, and a couple of podiums. So, it was a good experience. I still do a lot of work with them in terms of the customer experiences and whatnot. Uh, I still maintain that relationship. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think it is towards the end of the, my race, towards the end, the last few years was a lot of fun, a lot of success. Uh, and, and obviously driving nice cars, you can't complain about that. <laughs> Absolutely, what a you know how lucky you are. <laughs> but obviously, I mean this luck. Uh, luck is uh, when uh, you are capable. It's your capability. I mean, definitely, that's how you they pick you. Yeah. Your, it's your talent and uh, and obviously also hard work and your the, the right mindset and and so many other variables that are around it. So you you have driven for so many teams and races, you know, both nationally and internationally. And uh, so any difference you've found in the working style of the service teams in India and, you know, service teams abroad, any difference in, you know, kind of um, their mindset, the, you know, the working culture and all the stuff. So any successful team, whether it's India, Asia, Europe, wherever it is, any team that wants, you know, who's winning has the same mindset which is to go out there and do the best and also obviously that doesn't mean just the drivers it means the engineers the mechanics you know the, the truck driver could be anyone uh the mentality is positive but they have to go out and dominate so if the work also translates to that you know uh so in that in that in that perspective everything is the same no matter where you race but obviously everything i mean every region has its own i mean you know, culture and also how they go about things and uh, so that's something to adapt to basically in terms of how one would go about a race weekend, how one would go about the debrief sessions, you know, and, and obviously the language barrier and whatnot. So that is something to, to adapt to. But as long as the mentality, uh, you know, and, uh, and the vibes uh, of, of, of the personnel are on the same level, then, uh, you know, everything else falls into place. Totally. Um, and you're currently also the team principal of Mumbai uh, Falcons Racing Limited uh, in the Formula Regional Asia Series, I think. So what's yeah. been your experience managing a team now? And, um, you know, how do you select a driver? I mean, what's the selection criteria? I mean, what qualities uh, you look for, you know, in a driver when you select um, uh, him or her in the team? Yeah, so, so the two parts of that, I mean, uh... I, I first started a team in 2018, actually, uh, while I was still racing, because again, just to when the Formula Regional Asian Championship started, again, just to help Indian drivers, you know, have an Indian team who was based in Asia. So, you know, when once they uh, want to move on from India, and once they want to move, take the next step, you know, there's their familiar faces uh, that are there in the market that, that are there who are performing. And, you know, so it's easier to, as a transition. Um, uh, so, but so we ran that with an Indian driver for two years. Uh, and then after we launched X1, basically, we, Mumbai Falcons were a franchise who were part of X1 at the time. And obviously, they saw the potential of motorsport and, and, took, and, and, and really got into it, uh, you know, with a lot of commitment. 
um, and so we ran we 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 ran it as a team in the former regional Asian Championship in 2021 with two Indian drivers, uh, Jan Darwala and Kush Pani. Um, <clears throat> we we got a bunch of wins that year in our first ever season as an Indian team racing internationally as the proper unit. Uh, with the full Indian lineup, and uh, you know it was great to get on the podium. We were fighting for the championship, but we ended up finishing third. So we knew we had to restructure, come back the following year, and uh, you know go two steps higher, um, which eventually we did. Uh, again, putting a team together, you know when you have when you have good backers, you can also obviously look for the you know look for talented drivers. You can look competitive drivers, and you know when us along with our technical partners Prema, who were very well known in the junior in the junior. Um, to your formula level, uh, they're like um, so. You know, when you have all the elements uh, of the highest caliber, you attract the best talent as well. So we had a pool of drivers who were approaching us, and we kind of picked the best lot out uh, who, 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 who we thought would, uh, and we rightly, and we were rightly uh, right in that manner where we, we we made the right decision to to get a good crop of young drivers. The three drivers that we picked, four actually, in Arthur Leclerc, uh, Sebastian Montoya. Uh, Dino Boganovic and uh, and Oli Beeman, uh, who, who basically came in and drove for us. Uh, we started um, off, we we started off, you know, quite decent. We started off with Poland to win with Sebastian, and then the other drivers were on the podium and scoring points. But it's only from weekend two that we start elevating and working as a team. And you know, over the next four weekends, we kind of dominated, and we brought on the championship. We brought on the teams and the drivers. So I was the first for India as well. So. Uh, it was a good stint. I mean, it was, it was a month's worth of good work, uh, five weeks of hard work, and uh, it was great to bring the bring bring the championship back. We, we set a target and we and we brought it back home. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so, so who's your inspiration? You know, any role model that you have? Um, any and what are the values uh, that you have or you like to imbibe from them? Big role models from different fields. Uh, you know, it, it, when it comes to motorsport, there's so many people you looked up to. I was a kid, you know, I look up to at Ed and uh, growing up. Uh, I was kind of obsessed with them. <laughs> you know, you watch everything about the person. But again, after that, you you notice, you know, everyone else who comes, you know, comes up, and there are a lot of people who who haven't achieved their, you know, what their potential possibly could have been. Uh, so you 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 look at them as well. You look at why they haven't, and you know, you try to understand. And try to look back and see where you are in 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 that perspective as well. So it's hard to just. I mean, obviously, Senna is one that I would always say in terms of the motorsport element. But then you look at other sports as well. You have you know, uh, you have your Michael Jordan, you have your Muhammad Ali, you have you have you have all these people who've done so much, and you you look at what made them so great. You know, right. um, um, and you try and you try and create the best version of yourself through that. Fantastic. So, what are the three things that you would like to, you know, say to our um, audience? I think they already. I mean, aspiring athletes, they already know what they're doing. Um, if you believe in something, just, I mean, do it. But do it, do it with a realistic mind. Uh, and if you're going to commit to something, give it 110. percent Don't, I mean, don't expect things to come your way just because you feel it's your birthright. But say, go out there and earn it. And once you do that, it, it things will fall into place, and you will get to where you want to. Wonderful. Thank you. So um, now I, I want to come to the rapid fire questions. Sure. Are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we start now. Your favorite racer? Yes, it's enough. <laughs> favorite quote? Okay. Uh, there are two. Yeah. 
Uh, one, I don't think I've seen, seen the show actually, but the second <laughs> one is, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 yeah, the second one is if you, if you see any, a gap in anything to do with life, you go for it uh, and you make the most of it. <laughs> whether it's a racetrack or whether it's in life in general. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you could live in any city in the world, where would it be? Uh, somewhere which, where it's warm and has a beach and a racetrack. Oh. Okay. So my options are quite good. <laughs> <laughs> One superpower you wish you had? Where I could see the future and forget the past. Oops. Wow. Okay. What is, <laughs> what is your go-to workout? Um, HIIT. I mean, the circuit training. Mercedes, BMW or Audi? BMW. <laughs> your favorite comfort food? Indian Asian. Uh, the highest speed that you've ever driven? <laughs> I mean, average speed or highest top speed? Because highest top speed on a circuit, you know, I mean, yeah, highest probably top. about three hundred. Highest top speed on a circuit is probably about three hundred thirty. But I mean, if you're looking at gen, I mean, if you're looking at when you do a drag or something, anyway, let's say you're three hundred thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Any hobbies? Uh, yeah. There's water sports, uh, cricket, squash, uh, cycling. Favorite racing circuit? There's Autopolis, Brands Hatch, Spa, to name a few. One, one, one. <laughs> Your top favorite. <laughs> okay. okay, let's go with Autopolis, Japan. Ah, okay. The best thing about racing? Ah, one thing. You got to beat yourself most of the time. Or you just got to get, you get to drive the best cars possible and drive them to the absolute limit. Fantastic. Your favorite supercar? <laughs> right now it's the right now it is the gd2 rs one hidden talent one hidden talent wow you got me i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i can ride a bike pretty well <laughs> you, can, you can ride pretty well wow okay <laughs> okay books or movies movies Best race memory. Uh, uh, winning the, I mean, yeah, winning the, winning the, winning, winning the championship. Uh, yeah, couple of, couple of really good races that I have in mind, which don't leave you. What inspires you the most? Uh, I guess right now, right now, just being, uh, right now, just being where I am and looking at what I'm doing, what I'm trying to build. Yeah. Most embarrassing moment? Oh, lots. <laughs> 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 uh, hold, holding, holding, holding my kid bags on a car bonnet and falling off while the car was moving <laughs> and then having to drive, drive go, uh, actually go testing after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Proudest accomplishment so far? Uh, I think, I guess just having a, I mean, successful racing career that lasted 16, 17 years with a lot of wins uh, and also just uh, building something for myself, I guess, yeah. Fantastic. And with this, we come to the end of this discussion. Thank you, Arman, for joining me in this absolutely fabulous episode. And thank you all for listening to today's episode with your host, Garma Aftar. If you like this episode, then subscribe to my podcast for more new episodes and a deeper dive into the world of motivation and sports psychology. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.